everyone, and welcome to episode three of Verbal Processing Unit. My name is Jeremy Coggins, and I'm a youth pastor who also dabbles in tech, music, games, and basically anything else that kind of piques my interest. Um, it's been kind of a crazy week, uh, getting back into the swing of things. I've had, a <laughs> I've been still dealing with getting email addresses changed over, and I'm kind of at the point where I'm, 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 I'm not going to be as nice with customer service people. I'm going to be rather firm about what I need because it, it's getting ridiculous. The, the types of websites that won't let me change my email address. Uh, if you want to know, know more about some of my thoughts about that, you can check out uh, episode two of Verbal Processing Unit when I go into more detail about some of the struggles I have with changing my email addresses on some sites. But needless to say that some of them have really gotten on my nerves this week and uh, and a different side of me came out that usually I try to keep under wraps. So I've, I've had that and uh, it's been s- several other things. So today may be a, a slightly shorter version of this podcast, but what I want to do is I want to kind of um, talk about something that's been on my mind for a while. This idea, this idea that of of safe and safety versus something being dangerous, or the idea of danger. Today, a lot of people really value safety. Um, we talk about things being a safe place and making sure that we stay safe and uh, basically we try to avoid danger at all costs. And what we've ended up doing is we've elevated safety to this place of euphoria. As long as we are perfectly safe, um, that's the best thing that, that could ever happen to us. As long as we're safe, everything is okay. And then danger has, anything dangerous is evil, is taboo, is to be avoided at all costs. Um, So as long as we avoid anything that's dangerous, we're going to be okay. Um, And this, this has always, this has always bugged me. Uh, One, a great example of this, I ride motorcycle. I drive motorcycle. It's something, and this is something that I've done since I was 16 years old. Um, my birthday is in August. Uh, and my parents said that, um, I can get my motorcycle license after I've driven, driven a winter, uh, with just a vehicle. So I went through the winter springtime came, um, they gave me a motorcycle. I went and I took my motorcycle test and I got my motorcycle license. Um, that at 16, my parents gave me a motorcycle and I, I, uh, began driving motorcycle and got my motorcycle license. That story freaks out a lot of people and, and seems weird to a lot of people that a parent would let their 16-year-old kid who just got their driver's license um, get their motorcycle license. And a lot of it is because they, the idea around a motorcycle is that motorcycles are dangerous. Um, the, 
motorcycle wrecks tend to be the most tragic. You usually are very, very hurt. Um, people have a hard time seeing it. So motorcycles are seen as something that's dangerous. And so people ask me all the time, why, why would I ride motorcycles if it's so dangerous? Um, it, it's, and so there's, there's this stigma around it just because there, there's a chance to chance that I could get hurt doing something. And the, the problem with that kind of thinking is if you take that to its logical conclusion, you, there, there is no way to be completely safe. Um, you're always in danger of harm in some way. Just think about it. right here. I am sitting in my office in front of a computer surrounded by electronics in a house. Okay. At any point for reasons unknown to me at the moment, this house could collapse on me or the screen in front of me could explode, or the phone that went off a little while ago could explode, or uh, this microphone could short out and and really hurt me, or the lights could, I mean, there's, a plane could fall out of the sky and hit my house, or a semi-truck coming down the street could lose control and crash, crash into my house. Even though I'm sitting here in my office, just talking into a microphone, I am not completely safe. And there's really no place that I would be completely safe because there is always something that can go wrong. So the the idea of being completely safe is is really a pipe dream, a fantasy that isn't that isn't ever something that we can accomplish or achieve. So with 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 motorcycles or just just with dangers, the 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 stigma around it is it's dangerous. So you you really shouldn't do it. Um, so there's there's these type of people that will that will one hundred percent embrace safety, and that is the the governing standard behind how they do things. A great example of of an industry that thrives on this actually a couple industries there's uh insurance the whole the whole point of insurance it's risk management um so you buy insurance based on how much risk you're willing to take if you're not willing to take any risk you get all the insurance you can if you're willing to take some risk um then you don't have as much insurance especially if you have the money to pay for things um, so the insurance companies are thrive on this safety culture. Security systems uh, and security companies also thrive on this kind of safety, the safety culture. Um, but what happens when you completely embrace safety is it ends up limiting you. It ends up really imprisoning you. Um, if you're if all you're thinking about is avoiding danger, there isn't really anything to do. Um, in fact, the the safest way to avoid danger is to not exist. Uh, there there isn't there there isn't any other way to completely avoid danger. So what ends up happening is if you try to be safe or have safety in every single thing, if that is what your one hundred percent goal is, that 
becomes your prison. Uh, that becomes your your bondage. Uh, you you can't do any. You're you're limited to doing from doing anything that's even remotely dangerous. And just think about some of these activities that are a little bit dangerous. Uh, downhill skiing. You could really mess up a knee, and people do that all the time. Or tubing. No, snow tubing. Riding a bicycle. Walking down the street. Uh, going to the grocery store. Or going to any store. Especially on Black Friday. Um, taking your dog for a walk. Or owning a dog at all. Owning a house. Having friends. Driving your car to work. Um, using a computer. Using a phone on your face. These things are all dangerous activities. Um, some of them we don't think about because the odds of something happening is rather small. So really, what we consider safe is a low probability of something going wrong. And so when we spend all our time making sure that everything is exactly right, one, we end up trusting things that we shouldn't. Well, first we start trusting things. And there that's a that's a problem in and of itself where we aren't to worry well, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Well first of all we 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 start trusting in things. And as long as a thing is working the way it's supposed to, uh, we, we trust it. Now there's there's some there's it's good to to know that something is going to work. But this safety culture raises these kind these kind of things to it's a it's an it's an idol it's an idolatry um, trusting something so much it, that you would trust it over God that that's what idolatry is and so this this safety culture raises these things up so high that they become idols but there's now I've I've gone on a lot sa about safety for for a long time, but there's the the other side of this is that of danger, um, and danger danger isn't always bad. There's there are when we face danger. One of the things about danger is it's it's the the risk of the unknown. It's the risk of something happening. And here's the thing about about life or about just us in general it is impossible to grow without conflict it's impossible to grow or to learn without a little bit of chaos in fact it is impossible to grow without a little bit of harm or without a little bit of pain in fact we have a term for that we call it growing pains okay because as your body grows it is literally pulling and stretching itself um, to get bigger, and then as it as it stretches itself, it it fills in it fills in the gaps. That's how muscles get stronger. Uh, they when you when you lift weights, um, you actually there's little micro tears that happen in your muscles, and then you wait a little bit that that those micro tears heal. All right, and that's you know it builds mass in your muscles, and that's what makes them stronger. So you literally cannot grow 
learn or improve without some sort of pain or danger. So if we, so going back to the motorcycling, if I wrote off motorcycling as so dangerous that I wouldn't, I couldn't do it. There are so many things that I would have lost out on. Um, I would have lost out on having the ability to drive for a long period of time without needing to have a radio on to pay attention, which for me is incredible. Uh, Because when I drive, I have to have a podcast going. When I'm on a motorcycle, I don't have any anything in my ears. I'm just listening to the wind and looking at stuff going down the road. Uh, being able so just being able to pay attention and and look at actually look at scenery as I'm going down the road. Ha- having it a I wouldn't have an appreciation for for travel that I do now. Um, I wouldn't have developed a, a great relationship with my professor at school. Uh, he's uh, he's 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 a biker and he's proud of it and he's he's good at it and I was able to build a, a strong relationship with him because because of our interest in motorcycling. Uh, I I had my first motorcycle accident with him and because he was there he was able to help me take care of it um, and because I I don't fear danger. I was able to get back on the motorcycle and keep riding even after that. Um, I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't have as strong of a relationship with my wife. My wife loves riding motorcycles. And in the summer, whenever we get a chance to go for a motorcycle ride, we do. We go, we've, we, we know so much about the area that we live in just because we get on the motorcycle and we drive. We don't necessarily know where we're going. We just go and we just kind of drive around and then we go and, stop and have something to eat when we're done. It's a time for us to bond. It's a time for us to learn about our community um, and and just be together. And this is just a small sample of other things. There's vacations that I've been on. Um, so there, these are all new things that I've been able to experience just because um, I ride uh, I ride motorcycle. And this isn't the only thing. There's just driving a vehicle. It's going to school down in Kentucky. Um, being going on a five and a half week singing tour with with complete strangers twice. Uh, that's a that's a pretty dangerous proposition. We talk about doing something like that today. Sending sending a middle schooler uh, to a thing with to hang out with, basically live with. 30 complete strangers for five and a half weeks that that bothers some people because unless you know every single person or at least you know somebody who's going to be there that's that's uh that's a very scary proposition and not something that many people would do I did it twice and it was it was great and it's because part of what my parents taught me and taught us is that danger isn't always bad. Now, we can we can go 
just as far with danger as we do with safety. No, completely embracing safety to the point of recklessness. And I think that's that's really what people are trying to avoid when they're avoiding danger is being reckless. And that's that's running into danger for the sake of danger. Um, this idea that you have to live on the edge in order to feel alive in order to feel something that's that's the same reason that some people drink <laughs> or they 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 do that to to numb stuff it's it's an addiction um and that's needlessly needlessly running into danger uh with for for no reason it's a it is having a disregard not only for your own safety but for the consequences of what could happen if you succumb to that danger? So there's th- that isn't good either. Going a hundred percent into danger like that is just as much of an idol as running one hundred percent into safety. My when I when I when I watch this when I when I look at this and I think about this. Um, I see there as being some some sort of middle ground here that you know when we're when we're talking about when you hear people talking about um, making sure everything is safe they're really talking about they're not talking about danger being bad they're talking about avoiding recklessness or the needless needless um, needlessly putting themselves at risk uh, and then when we talk when people talk about um, throwing themselves into danger or danger being something that is good, what they're really talking about is avoiding imprisonment uh, or avoiding avoiding being so constricted that you can't experience new things. So for me, you know, with my job with youth ministry, safety is a big concern. Um, you know, whenever you're working with children or, and minors, no, no one messes around, especially in the legal system. When it comes to children, they, they don't, they don't pull punches. They, they, they protect and do everything, everything that they can to, uh, for those kids. Uh, sometimes it may go a little too far, but the reason is, is if, if you want to emotionally evoke a response from somebody all you have to do is involve children um so with my job being keenly aware of the safety of of students is paramount um it it is something that i have to think about all the time um but that safety comes with its own set of boundaries and it's and it's its own imprisonment. Um, there are some things that I wouldn't be able to. Uh, I would never think about having my my students do. I may do it myself, but I would never. I would never let my students do that. And part of it is because it is. It's just not safe. There isn't a good probability that they will come away unharmed. And that's the main, the main mantra of whenever I do something, uh, I, I, I half joke about it, but I say the one rule that I have for anything is don't die. Now we, we joke about that. Um, and part of that comes from the fact that youth ministers tend to ask crazy things of their students. But, um, 
with anything that's sarcastic, there's a little bit of truth to it. And the truth of it is this. Our, our top concern is their safety and that they get back whole, 100% unharmed. Um, and we that is something we have to... We kind of have to guarantee to their parents. And in order to guarantee that, that means that things that we do have to have a low, low risk of getting hurt. That's just the way it is. Uh, But also the way it is, is there, there are some things that um, I, I won't consider doing because of the risk. So, but then when it, when it's, when it comes to danger, I, I, I don't, I don't walk away from things because they're dangerous. Um, I didn't stop, I don't stop riding motorcycle because it's dangerous. I don't stop driving because it could be dangerous or that could be dangerous. It is dangerous. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I haven't stopped walking down the street because it's dangerous. Um, I haven't, I, I, I didn't. Uh, I went up to the top of of a building and looked over the edge, even though I was scared. I have a big fear of heights, and yet I went to the top of the Empire State Building and several tall buildings, and have purposely faced my fear and looked over the edge. So, really, what when we're talking about danger and safety, it's this idea of managing our fears, um, and it it is really easy to succumb to our to our fears and retreat into this bubble of safety but the problem with that is we aren't able to experience new things there are so many things around us that we aren't able to do we talk about living life and you hear people talk about we are to live life and and live it to the fullest and everyone has a different idea about what that means um Life is a combination of staying safe and running into danger. Think about all of the all the great epics and stories of great heroes. Um, I just got done reading reading the Lord of the Rings, and one of the things that was really interesting to me um, is at at some point in the journey the hobbits no the the hobbits are a great example of modern americans or just modern people um all they want to do is stay in their comfortable homes and not have anything change and everything is it's just the way they like it they've got little squabbles between things but their their main their main concern is that they they have too many presents to give away and that's that's the kind of life that they live. And I think that's kind of the euphoric life that we think about or we want to have is that everything stays the same and doesn't change and it's just kind of an easy life. So here we have these four hobbits. This is the kind of life they live and they're they're thrust into this journey. They they uh, don't necessarily choose to go, but they're thrust into it, especially especially Frodo. Um, he, this isn't something that he chose. It was chosen for him. And they actually, at some point, they have a conversation about this, Frodo and Sam do, about the way things used to be and, and where they are now. And they, they come to the point of realizing that this, 
this is something they have to do. They, they actually make the choice that they are going to continue this thing. And they are willing to run into danger because of the good that will come out of it. That is what I fear people lose when they stay hidden behind their walls of safety is the willingness to run into danger in order to make something good happen. Now, the idea of uh, a fireman running into a burning building in order to save a cat or a child or, 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 or save the other houses around it, um, that, that response from people, I, I fear, or I, I think that, that, um, at times we are more likely to teach somebody it is better for us to stay safe than to help somebody in need. And I think that, that way of thinking is completely contrary to the gospel and to the story of Jesus. If you look at how his ministry was, he wasn't, he was not a safe minister. He, he did not have a safe ministry. Um, he was constantly alone with high risk people. Um, he was alone with women. He was alone with prostitutes. He was alone with sinners and, and people that, that were living in danger. He was he he walked into situations where there were there was sickness. Um, he touched people with leprosy. He he conversed with people who were demon possessed. So hanging out hanging out with prostitutes, uh, touching someone infected with a disease that spreads through touching. And conversing with um, someone possessed by demonic spirits, this is the kind of ministry that Jesus had. He walked into danger in order to bring good out of it. And if you look at each and every one of those situations, that's exactly what he did. He walked into the situation with you know uh, several different prostitutes, and he 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 forgave their sins and, and, and showed them that God loves them. Uh, the, the, the people that had leprosy, he, he was able to heal them, but him going to them and touching them probably was a, what was a bigger deal than him healing them because they were considered unclean. And in fact, if anybody walked past them, they, it wasn't just, they have to avoid, they had to yell out, unclean, unclean. It was having leprosy or that kind of disease was a mark of shame. Especially in the Jewish culture, it was assumed that if you had something like that, God was doing that to you because of some sin in your life. So this thing was a mark of shame. And yet Jesus walks, specifically walks up to them and touches them. It shows how much he valued them. He was willing to walk into danger, uh, very high-risk danger, in order to, for, to make something good happen. And then being with, with 
the interacting with the demonic spirits. He cared so much about the person that they those spirits were held on to that he goes up, he converses with them, and he casts them out so he could bring good into that person's life. The whole point of the gospel is that we are broken and dangerous, and God came here to bring goodness out of what it is that we have broken. The whole gospel is running into danger. It isn't about it isn't about staying safe. It's about running into danger. Now, not needlessly running into danger, not running into danger for danger's sake, but being willing to face danger in order to bring out what is good. And if you look at the story of you know, the Lord of the Rings and Frodo and Sam, that is why they were willing to continue their journey. Because they knew that even if they didn't survive, if they they had to try to complete the task that was put before them so that Middle Earth could thrive and they could have goodness again, that the evil in the world would finally be eradicated. So th- that is, th- that really, when we're talking about uh, safety and danger, we're talking about a willingness to help the people around us. And if we continue to teach that safety is the only way to be and danger is the thing we have to avoid at all costs, then all we're doing is we're teaching people not to help those who are in danger. And I think that's a, that's a, really, that's a really sad prospect. So what we need to do is we need to we need to teach safety but we also need to teach not we teach people not to fear danger. Danger isn't bad. S- safety isn't good. Let me rephrase that. Danger isn't always bad and safety isn't always good. Safety can hinder us so much that we aren't able to to help those who are in need and danger can be can be um, so freeing no that's not the way to put it danger puts so many things on the table that we can actually harm those around us if we aren't careful and so that's what we need that's what we need to be teaching we need to be teaching teaching people to walk this line of staying safe without uh, leading to imprisonment or idolatry and embracing danger and things that are dangerous without uh, putting those around us in harm's way or not being able to bring something good out of it. Yeah, so that's... <laughs> what do you know? That actually helped. So that's that's my little spiel on safety and danger. Well, it ended up being a lot longer than I expected it was going to be, but this is, this is something that I've been thinking about for a long time, um, and... Maybe it's something that I'll talk a little bit about in a, in a lesson in the future point. 
Well, thank you all for listening to my podcast. Uh, for those of you who are listening to my podcast, at this point, I'm not really sure if anyone is, but it doesn't matter. I'm talking anyway. Um, if you're interested in seeing more about what I do, uh, the best way to do it is to go to my website, jeremycoggins.com, and everything that I'm, pretty much everything that I'm doing, you can find there. All right, thank you everyone for listening to my podcast, and I will talk to you again next week. <laughs>